Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. You've read his books. You see him on television. You follow him on social media. And you can listen to him talk about life and retirement right here, right now. He is Pat Struby, and this is Save Your Retirement, presented by Preservation Specialists. We're finally seeing some positive economic trends here in the final weeks of 2022 with some better economic numbers in the U.S. So are we out of the woods yet? And how does the 2023 retirement outlook shape up? We'll tell you in just a moment. We're so glad you're here with us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. And Pat, we have a great show lined up. I hope all is well with you and your family. It is definitely a little hustle and bustle going on <laughs> this time of year. It is. Yeah. And it seems like it gets busier every year, oh, doesn't my gosh. it? Um, yeah. Just trying to, trying to always kind of stop and take a breath and remember, you know, there's lots of good things going on and lots of things to be thankful for instead of just kind of pulling mm. your hair out and and you know stressing out about you know getting from one thing to the next oh I know I know there's always just so many things to do and with kids school age kids they have so many concerts and programs there's always one more thing yes. so such a good reminder that every now and then we just need to take a moment slow down just pause and reflect on the season because it really is a wonderful time of year so We'll keep that yes. in mind. And then you can go crazy right after that again. Yeah, yeah. I know? mean, just for a moment. I can only do it for just a moment. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, Pat, I know we have a lot we want to get to today. And we are a little later on in the show. I'll just tell you, we're going to have some fun talking about the price of Christmas with the Christmas price index. But that's coming up a little later on. For now, we want to talk a little bit about some of the concerns that people have had. Economists have had some concerns about a global recession. But we did start to see some improvement in the third quarter with a 2.9% growth of the GDP. So with a little bit more positive news, what do you think? Do we need to maybe not worry as much about a recession impacting our retirement? Yeah, Jen, times are so unique right now. When we think about um, you know the economy, uh, recession, the growth in our, our country, inflation in the stock market, it's actually, you know, it, this is 25 years I've been doing this. This is one of the more fascinating times of just a garbledygook mess of data, you know, as everyone's <laughs> trying to determine are things on the upswing or are they downswing? Is, is it back and forth every month? Right. And um, yeah, there's definitely, you know, if you polled 100 financial gurus, you might get 50 saying, <laughs> you know, we're out of the woods and 50 saying it's going to get worse. Sure, so sure. Uh, we really feel like it's a very unique time. And, and uh, you know, of course, the bottom line is rather than trying to predict what's going to happen tomorrow in the stock market or the economy, we, we want to be much more focused on having a long-term plan. Sure. Uh, but it certainly is something we're all interested in and curious about to see what's going to happen next. So we just want to make sure uh, we're planning for it. And also, if things uh, do turn worse, that we're prepared for it. Right. Well, and Pat, you think about the things that we've seen in 2022, increased inflation, rising interest rates, volatility, the possibility of tax increases. If all of those things continue in 2023, which is pretty likely, there are some who say this could be one of the worst years for retirement since the Great Recession. And gosh, I mean, nobody wants to hear that if they're close to retirement age. So what do you tell people who are thinking they're hoping to retire in the next 12 to 18 months? Yeah, if you're planning to retire in about the next year, it's a very challenging time. Although I will say, Jen, I don't know if it's any, any more challenging than over the last five years or so. Sure. I mean, we, okay. we've had a really difficult time in trying to, because of all those different factors, the biggest change right now is inflation. And of course, we need to be prepared for that. That's a very challenging thing to deal with when you're contemplating going onto a fixed income in retirement. So that's certainly 
uh, that's certainly a big factor. But you know, we've thought the stock market was you know overpriced uh, for a number of years. It's been very shaky uh, mm -hmm. here this year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that finishes up the year and, and starts next year. Um, and we've we you and I have been talking about the potential and, and the likelihood of tax increases for quite some time now. So I think a lot of that is really we've been preparing our, our clients who are getting ready to retire for these things for a number of years. And really, the only curveball that's been added for us this year has been, you know, the interest rates and inflation rising so dramatically. Sure. And so that that is changing things. And, and we're factoring that into our plans. But the rest of it to us is, you know, business as usual for us, because we're, <laughs> our, our whole sure. job is to be looking out for the things to be concerned about and how to prepare and protect people. Well, tell us a little bit more about your your process and, and for creating those plans and, and helping people analyze their financial situation so they can determine, is this a good time to retire? Do I need to make some changes in my plan? Talk about how you help people with that. Yeah, I think, you know, if someone is thinking about retiring in the next year or two or three, you know, we have a, a standard approach and that hasn't changed. That doesn't change because of what's going on in the stock market or inflation or anything like that. Uh, the first thing we want to do is we want to have, we always say it's a no cost, no obligation meeting with one of our financial planners. Uh, and that's because, you know, we don't have any idea what type of service we'd even be able to provide at that point. We just want that to be valuable time. Mm -hmm. And but first and foremost, we're going to talk about what's on your mind. What are your biggest concerns? What are your biggest goals? What are you trying to accomplish? Because we always say there's no cookie cutter approach in finance. Uh, Everything should be custom built, and that's the approach that we take. So it's not like we don't want you to come in and, and have you say, okay, what are the five best things to do for everyone for retirement? Because it's it's different for everyone, sure. right? Yeah. Someone may want to have a huge spending, you know, do all kinds of spending and travel the world in retirement. Someone else may want to just sit on the rocking chair, sipping on lemonade and, you know, have a totally different lifestyle. So, so those things require different things. And then the beauty of that is we can actually look at kind of where you're at right now and are you on track to accomplish those things? And we can also stress test your plan. So if you're really concerned about inflation, we can run some examples where if that's higher, if you're really concerned about taxes, we can assume tax rates are going to go up considerably. If you're worried about the stock market, we can assume the stock market's going to crash early in your retirement. All of those things can be factored in. But the bottom line is, of course, not only helping you figure out when can you retire, helping you have some comfort and peace of mind to know that, you're, that your money's going to last and to know that you have a plan going through retirement. And of course, the bottom line is we want you to be able to enjoy retirement. What we really want is for you to have peace of mind um, so that you're not stressing while you're going through retirement. So all that starts with what we call our five-step retirement review, which is that first meeting that, once again, has no cost and no obligation. We offer that to listeners of the show today by calling 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, take that first step by calling 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And Pat, there are some factors to be mindful of if we are interested in retiring in the next year or so, in the coming months. One of those things is understanding the sequence of returns risk. Talk a little bit, Pat, about what that is, what that risk is, and how can this impact us? Yeah, so this is one of those technical terms, Jen, I'm assuming yes. <laughs> uh, most most people, unless they're starting to read all kinds of stuff about planning for retirement, they've probably never heard this term before. And we could do an entire segment on this topic, because uh, I think sure. it's so important. But you know, one of the villains in my first book, Save Your Retirement, Systematic Sammy, uh, has to do with sequence of return risk. And so uh, I always use this example. There's another technical term called dollar cost averaging, which is when you're adding money to your investments slowly over time, which most of us do by default if you have a 401k or something like that. So if you're in a 401k, let's say you're getting paid every two weeks, you've got a little bit of money coming off your paycheck, it's going into those accounts. That is when you are accumulating money in your working years, that is uh, mathematically proven to be the best way to do that. Because if the markets are going down, you're continuing to put money in, you're, so you're buying more shares at lower prices. So it really works awesome. However, most people, including many financial advisors, don't realize is it works the exact opposite way in retirement. Mm -hmm. So let's say you leave your money in your 401k, it's still in stocks and bonds, and then you start pulling money out every month for retirement. Well, what ends up happening is if the markets are falling and the values drop, but you still want to take your money out every month, you're actually selling more shares at a lower price. So now you're buying okay. high, selling low. So it's the worst possible thing you can do. And the reason a lot of advisors don't know that, Jen, is because most of our industry just talks about growing and accumulating your money, right? Mm -hmm. Our expertise in retirement is very different. It's a fairly new expertise over the last 20 years or so. And so understanding this fancy term 
term sequence of return risk means you don't know, you know, if you're going to have uh, markets that are higher or lower when you're in retirement. And so, of course, if you're listening and you're thinking that sounds pretty bad, what's the solution? Well, the solution is to have something in your nest egg that is protected from those ups and downs of the markets. So that doesn't mean you need to bury all your money in the backyard or stick it all in a bank account, right? Uh, but what it does mean is you want to have that growth money set off to the side, and then we want to have other funds available to generate your income. So we want to plan for your Social Security. If you have any pension benefits, we need to make sure we're smart about that. And then maybe you have some money in the bank. Maybe we look at something like an annuity that has some income guarantees. Maybe we have some investments that are paying dividends. So all of those types of things can help protect you from those types of risks. And Pat, there are some other tips as well here, including doing the retirement math. And I I thought this was what I really wanted to get you to weigh in on, just running the numbers on your retirement so you have a handle on how much you'll need to afford your desired lifestyle in retirement. That's one of those areas where it's easy to put that off. People just don't always go through and take all those steps to, to run the numbers on what this will actually cost. Yeah, do the retirement math. That sounds like homework, and who wants to do that, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that really comes back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, Jen, which is what are you trying to accomplish, and then what have you accumulated? What are your resources you have to work with? And so when we're running an initial projection for someone, we're kind of taking all of their data and putting it into our retirement planning software, and then we're just kind of putting their goals in there and seeing, hey, do those match up? Um, now, that certainly doesn't always work, but I will say, Jen, a lot of times people are very pessimistic and they, they'll joke about, will I ever be able to retire? Or, mm-hmm. you know, will I be, you know, working as a Walmart greeter when I'm 95 sure. or something like that? And sometimes we put the numbers in and it actually looks pretty good. So I always encourage people, if you're not sure or if you're nervous or anxious about that, it's probably a great opportunity for you to come in and talk with our, one of our financial planners because you may actually be pleasantly surprised that your situation is better than you thought. Or our planners are really good at looking at it and saying, well, you're not quite on track to do all the things you wanted, but maybe with one little twist here or one little change here, we can get you there or, mm-hmm. you know, create a buffer. So it's a really kind of a encouraging thing that I think for so many people. And that's why it's one of the reasons, you know, on the show, we offer to our listeners that initial meeting, which we call a five-step retirement review. And that truly is at no cost and no obligation. And if you want to take advantage of that offer, just call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, that first step is just by calling us at 803-9-RETIRE. And if you'd like to hear the numbers as you're punching that into your phone, 803-973-8473. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. You've heard Pat on radio. Now you can see him on television. Tune in Sunday mornings during the 7 o'clock news on WIS-TV, Columbia's NBC Channel 10. Hi, this is John Farley. For the past 12 years, you've seen me on TV. But before becoming a meteorologist, my first degree was actually in finance. My parents, like a lot of people, didn't know much about the financial world. As a result, they got exploited by some not-so-honest folks. That's why finance has always been a passion of mine. And for the last six years, I've been working with the team at Preservation Specialists to help people just like you plan for your retirement. What I love about Preservation Specialists is that we are locally owned and fiercely independent. That means we simply work for you. If that's what you want in a financial advisor, then give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Don't make the same mistakes my parents did. Work with an advisor who can help get you to and through retirement successfully. 803-9-RETIRE. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital Member, FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation Specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership. Have a question for Pat? Here's an easy new way to ask. Click on the radio tab at retirewithpat.com and record your question directly on the website. That's retirewithpat.com and click on radio. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books, Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And Pat, we are faced with questions each and every day, especially people who have young children at home, (laughs) right? When will we be there? What's for dinner? What time is it? Can I, can I, can I, can I, right? Some of these questions, although they can be frustrating, they should be pretty easy to answer. But as we talk about retirement, which we do on this show each and every week, 
the questions start to get a little bit more complicated. But you know what it's like just being inundated with the questions from your girls, right? Come on. I do. I think that my, my favorite right now is, can I bring blank number oh. of toys when we go to blank? So we're yes. going to be, we're going to be at, in church for an hour. Oh, can I bring 512 dolls? <laughs> that seems excessive, no. you know? You don't need that many toys. I know. I know. I know. The same thing. Or, or can I bring a friend? Can I do this? Can I do that? We all know the kinds of questions that parents and grandparents get to when you're helping out with the little ones. But... We are going to focus on the key questions that we should be asking as we are getting close to retirement. And I imagine there are quite a few that you hear over and over again, Pat. So talk a little bit about some of the questions that we do need to be asking if we're getting close to retirement. Yeah, I I think this is a really interesting idea for us to talk about this, Jen. Kind of what are the most important questions to be thinking about or answering about retirement? And as we thought about this, the ones we came up with are, when can I retire? Have I saved enough? Mm-hmm. Will my money last? Which I would say all three of those are kind of dancing around the same topic, yeah, right? Because yeah. they all kind of fit together. And then the fourth one is, will my loved ones be okay if something happens to me? And I'll add, Jen, over 25 years of experience now in you know focusing on retirement solutions for our clients. And it's usually not necessarily said in exactly those words, but when you stop and think about what all of us are concerned about with our money, with types of worries we have, it all kind of boils back down to all these things, right? Am I going to be right. okay? And are my loved ones going to be okay? That's what it all kind of comes back to. Right, right. I mean, that is just the what gives you that confidence, that sense of comfort when you know that you have thought things through and put together some plans to help preserve what you've saved. So let's just go through these one at a time because to your point, they are all very similar. They all kind of get down to the same main issue. But that question, have I saved enough? I'm guessing that's one of the first questions people have because they they come to you and they say, look, I, I put money in the 401k for this many years and we have this in the bank. Have we done enough? Have I saved enough? How do we find an answer to that? Yeah. So if you're thinking, have I saved enough to retire? And that's the question you're asking. Well, how can we answer that? Well, there's two pieces to that. Mm -hmm. The first one is, what do you want to accomplish? So if we say, when do you want to retire? And the answer is yesterday. That's part of that answer, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But the other part that's often very difficult to answer is, how much income are you going to need? Um, Because most of us aren't really thinking that way, right? We're thinking, you know, we're trying to negotiate the highest salary we can or something like that. So that's oftentimes for a lot of people, it's the hardest thing to talk about is trying to talk through. So we can kind of help our team kind of help you walk through that. Think about what are the expenses, major expenses are going to have a retirement? What kind of lifestyle do I want? And those kinds of things. And then we just kind of get a starting point there. So that's one side of the equation. The other side then, of course, is what are all the resources that you have? And that's not just, you know, what do you have in your 401k? That's anything that could help you financially. So that's going to be things like your social security benefits. um, If you have any pension benefits, any type of savings or investment, we need to know about, you know, any debts that you have as well. And then all those things on the side, you know, different types of insurance, which could have benefits to it or could have costs in retirement. And so that's where our team specializes in taking all of that information and running different scenarios. And that's where we can kind of tell you, hey, you, you've saved enough and you can kind of, you know, you, you can retire when you want to. Or if you haven't saved enough, then we can kind of give you, okay, how do we bridge that gap? You know, depending on do you want to change your lifestyle goals? Do you want to work longer to be able to do more? Do you want to invest differently? You know, tax strategies, all those kinds of things. So there's a lot of different pieces there, but that's really kind of the starting point is just seeing where you're at right now and then helping you figure out how to get there in the way that fits best for you. So when we're talking a little bit about those questions, have I saved enough? And I I know the big next determination is how do we get income from that? But how many sources of income do people typically have in retirement? During our working years, we have, you know, the one job and the one paycheck coming in, Mm -hmm. maybe a a dual income family. Mm -hmm. But how many sources of income do people have in retirement? Yeah, I think, um, you know, this idea of where is income coming from in retirement might be one of the things that is scariest to people, Jen, because we have a lot of clients that are 
very sophisticated, intelligent people. And they're kind of just thinking, how do I take all this stuff and turn it into retirement? You know, because, mm -hmm. you know, if you've, you've never done it before. So it's a strange thing to think about. And take a typical married couple. They generally have one or two sources of income uh, as far as, you know, salaries. I guess some people might have rental real estate or something like that. That's pretty not the typical situation. And yeah, what's interesting is I would say, Jen, the average married couple in retirement, they may have four or five, six sources of income, because eventually both people are going to have some type of social security benefits. Uh, some people still have a pension, believe it or not. Um, and then most people aren't going to have their entire life savings in one account. Uh, they're going to have that divvied up and diversified. So you may have two social security deposits coming in. Let's say we have one pension, and then maybe you've got a couple different IRAs you're taking money out of and maybe a brokerage account or things like that. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to figure out how do we take all of that stuff and create a retirement income with it. And that's why, you know, we always talk about what most people need. The foundation to retirement is a written retirement income plan. And so one of the things we offer to listeners of the show is a retirement income analysis. So that's an opportunity to kind of look at all the stuff you have right now and help you figure out how you're going to lay that all out uh, to create that retirement that you're looking for. So if you'd like to take advantage of that retirement income analysis, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. There's no cost and no obligation for listeners of the show. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and I am Jen Rizak alongside Pat, talking about some of the key questions people have as they prepare for retirement. And I know I, I skipped this one because I jumped right to have I saved enough, but one of those first questions that we also talked about is, when can I retire? I mean, that, <laughs> and I'm sure that is the big one. When can I actually do this? Talk a little bit about helping somebody figure out that retirement date, especially like a, a realistic timeline for them to begin their retirement. Yeah, you know, uh, when we're able to retire is kind of fascinating, Jen, because it incorporates not only the factor of when will I be financially free as far as do I have enough saved to last the rest of my life? That's only one component of it, right? You have how much you're enjoying or not enjoying your job. <laughs> you have, you know, the various lifestyle things you want to do in retirement. Then in a married couple, you have the factor of each of the two people, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of times people aren't the same age. So if both people say, I want to work till I'm 62, well, okay, how do you manage that if you're three years apart? You know what I mean? Is one person mm -hmm. retiring before the other? Sure. Do you match that up? So you have those factors. And then the other thing to think about, and I, I don't think a lot of people think into this much detail, but we realize as we're running projections for people, let's say someone comes in and says, I want to retire between 62 and 65. Well, if you retire at 62, not only do you have three less years of savings to accumulate, but now you have three more years of income you have to factor in. So it kind of compounds that difference. So it really is kind of, uh, I guess, fun for us, Jen, to kind of talk through that with people. And then what we're often doing is kind of helping them prioritize. Uh, would you rather have more fun money in retirement? Would you rather have more of a slush fund? Or would you rather prioritize I got to get out of this job and I need to retire as quickly as possible. So those are the <laughs> kinds of things that change from, you know, from individual to individual. Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to this idea, Pat, of figuring out if we can afford this, we need to know what our current lifestyle costs first so we know what it costs to continue that lifestyle in retirement. That's another part of this. Talk a little bit about that. How do you help somebody get started on developing that budget for retirement, especially if it's so important for them to be able to do the same kinds of things in retirement that they've been doing during their working years? Yeah, the uh, you know we, we call it a spending plan. And I think that when you're looking at retirement, we always say in the first meeting, the hardest question I'm ever going to ask you is, do you have an idea of how much you will want coming in every month uh, to, to be able to enjoy retirement? And I would say the vast majority of people either have absolutely no idea or they can kind of throw a dollar amount out as a educated guess or a range. Mm -hmm. um, now, we do have the detail-oriented type person that comes in with a spreadsheet and you know has that down to the penny, <laughs> which is awesome. Uh, but I rest assured, if you're not that person, you don't have to have that much detail to start putting together a retirement plan. So what we can do is we can look at what's your income right now and you know how much you're spending right now and then of course you know because we've done this so many times with so many clients we know you know if you look at your total income right now and you think well how am i going to retire on half of that well keep in mind you're probably in a higher tax bracket now. You're probably putting money into things like 401ks that you're not going to have those expenses anymore. So when you start backing all those things out, it starts to look more more possible. And that's, sure. I think, part of what we try to help people with is to make them realize it's not as daunting as they may be fearing. 
And that is always reassuring for people to hear. Talk a little bit about walking people through this process, starting with things like the budget, some of the more basic things, along with a little bit more intricate planning, more long-term planning. Because you do, we have to plan a lot if we're talking about 30, 40 years in retirement. Just walk us through this process for what this looks like. Yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly for most people, there's the possibility of an extremely long retirement. Right. And so the main thing I would share is if you're open to working with someone who does this for a living, you don't have to worry about most of those details <laughs> because that, that's what we do. We help you sure. take kind of what you're trying to accomplish, which is the kind of spending plan you're looking for in the timeline. And then we take all your resources that are going to help accomplish that. And we put that all together and let you see where you stand. And I think for most people, there's tremendous value in that because now they have a kind of a jumping off point and uh, that's really where we want to get you. And that's why we talk about that five-step retirement review that we offer to our listeners at no cost and no obligation, because that's the great thing about it is it gets you that starting point to then determine where do I go from here. So to take advantage of that offer, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, there's no cost and no obligation if you call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Having enough money to retire is one thing. Making sure it will last as long as you live, that's a whole other conversation. We'll get into that on the other side of the break. Stay with us. The team at Preservation Specialists wishes you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a happy and safe New Year. Who will help you get there? Wherever you want to go in retirement, Pat Struby and the team at Preservation Specialists can help you get there. You do the dreaming, they do the planning, tailored to your specific needs and goals. Or they can offer you a second opinion on a plan you may already have. Call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a visit with Pat and the team at Preservation Specialists right now. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered through Arcadios Capital, member FINRA SIPC. Twenty-three will be here before you know it, and the team at Preservation Specialists can help you prepare for the year ahead. Call them now at 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and today we're talking about some of the key questions that you need to be asking and trying to figure out answers to as you are preparing for retirement. And Pat, of course, a lot of this relates to our income in retirement. Have I saved enough? Am I using the right strategies? But here's the thing. Saving for retirement is one thing, right? It's a whole different ballgame when you are looking at strategies to help make sure that your money will last because you don't know how long you might live in retirement. So Pat, once we feel like we've done a pretty good job with the saving, how do we help ensure that we won't run out when the time comes to start dipping into that savings in retirement? Yeah, Jen, this is really a huge question, maybe one of the biggest questions we can ever address on this topic, which is, I've saved for retirement. How do I make sure I don't ever outlive my savings? Right. And this is where you really need to stop and think. I would urge you to stop and think about what is your philosophy when it comes to handling your money in retirement? What I mean by that is, you know, in my last book, The Retirement Secret, one of the things I talk about is there's no such thing as an unbiased financial professional. And what I mean by that is we all normally think of the word bias as always being negative, but that's not really the case. What I mean is if you work with someone at a brokerage company, they're going to have a bias and they're going to like stocks and bonds and they're usually going to dislike things like bank accounts and annuities and things like that. If you work with an insurance broker, they're going to like annuities and life insurance and they're not going to like stocks and bonds and things like that. And so first of all, you need to understand what your preference is and maybe do a little research or talk to some professionals And then because the bias of the person you're dealing with, unless you're handling it on your own, then you have to decide for yourself, is going to be really important. So the example that we use is we have structured ourselves as independent so we can use any type of investments out there. We can use stocks and bonds. We can use annuities. We can use bank accounts. We can use dividend-paying investments and things like that. Mm -hmm. But even a bigger picture, what a lot of professionals might say, Jen, is, well, if you accumulate your money for retirement and then you take 4% a year off of it, in our industry, we call that the 4% rule. So let's say you saved a million bucks, you can take $40,000 a year, and you have about an 80 to 90% chance of not running out of money. And maybe when you hear that, if you're an optimistic person, you say, oh, 80 to 90%, that sounds pretty good. 
But I mm-hmm. bet there's other people, Jen, that are thinking, wait, there's a 10 <laughs> or 20% chance? Okay, that doesn't sound so good, right? Right, right? And, you know, of course, the person teasing might say, well, if you were flying cross-country and they said we have an 80 to 90% success rate, you wouldn't feel so good about that, right? You would not. That, right? You wouldn't like that. Yeah. And so our philosophy is different. We don't follow the 4% rule. We believe that you can have money in all of those different areas, but we do not count on risk investments like the stock market for our clients income. What we do is we set up an income plan and we have places that we know we can count on like social security, like pensions, uh, like annuities with lifetime income guarantees. And then we have other investments that have things like steady dividends and things like that. We are not going to be forced to sell assets when they're down to create your income. And when the markets are booming and everything's going fine, then that doesn't really matter. But when you have situations like COVID, Jen, when the market drops 33% in 33 days, um, we did not have any clients panicking about their retirement income. They didn't think they had to reduce their income by 33% because they knew we had coached them through. We have a plan. And even though you may have some money in the market, we don't have to worry about that because we're not mm-hmm. dependent on it right now. And we just feel, Jen, no one can say they have the one perfect way to do it. Uh, but you really want to get in tune. If you're going to work with a professional, you want to make sure that you, your philosophy agrees with theirs. And we just believe ours creates that. You know, We talk about, of course, preservation uh, is what we specialize in as a company. We talk about trying to protect your retirement. And so we just believe that that's a philosophical approach. And so many of our clients really like that. And so that's what we've had for many years. And that's what we continue to work with. Right, right. And Pat, let's talk a little bit about, you know, aside from being confident that we've saved enough and and thinking about risks like longevity, making sure that we don't outlive our savings, just talk about some of the other risks that we could be exposed to when it comes to what's going on with our savings, especially if we do live a long time. There's a lot of different things that can eat into that savings over a number of years in retirement. Yeah, and the interesting thing about that question, Jen, is if we live longer and longer, what it's really doing is just compounding all the risks that are out there. And I was reading, I think it was David McKnight, a best-selling author. We had come speak to our clients a few years back, and uh, he was talking about how inflation and longevity are really compounding risks because Mm. if you don't have a lot of longevity, then that's not a concern. If you have a little bit of inflation over a year or two, that's not a concern. But when you combine them together... If you have prices going up by three or four or five percent a year and you live 20, 30, 40 years, you can start to realize that's a snowball effect. And so those two things are certainly major risks. I would say nursing care costs certainly increases. The risk of those out-of-pocket expenses Mm -hmm. increases with a long retirement. And then, of course, the longer you live, depending on how you decide to allocate your nest egg in retirement, then you know, the risk of a major stock market crash or something like that is going to be a big issue as well. So those are the first ones that come to mind for me. Right. And Pat, you know, you think about also things like healthcare costs and long-term care. There's just a lot to be thinking about here. One of the final big questions, we've been talking today about some of the big questions that people have. And one of the final ones that I, I would like to spend a little time on, will my loved ones be okay if something happens to me? How do you help clients go through and prepare for different scenarios from a financial standpoint for for all the different things as far as making sure that their family, their loved ones will be provided for and they'll be okay? Yeah, this is a topic, Jen, you know, protecting your loved ones. I've found that it often takes time for us digging through questions to get to this because it's often an unspoken goal. And a lot of times people, you know, it's kind of weird to come out and say that, I guess, for some reason. I don't know, because guys are macho or I don't know what it is. But uh, (laughs) it's a tough thing to think about. It's it's yeah, I think that's I think you're right. I think that's probably a big part of it. But the um, we've had husbands hire us. Their primary goal is just to make sure their wife has somebody in case they pass away or unable to handle the finances because they've been doing it for their family for so long. So that's an example of one way people protect their loved ones. But yeah, I mean, when you stop and think about it, it's not fun to think about what happens if I am incapacitated or disabled or if I pass away. Take a spouse example, how are they going to be? Are they going to be all right? And so those are uh, one of the biggest things that we think needs to be planned for. And most people think of estate planning is if you're married, what happens after both of us are gone? Does the money divvy to the kids or, or what, you know, having a will or a trust or things like that? But I think of the number one primary thing of an estate plan is what happens if one spouse passes away or is 
ill for a long time. How do we make sure that surviving spouse is protected? Mm -hmm. And so there's all kinds of pieces that go into it. We need to make sure that their income is protected. Taxes are a really big deal because what most people don't think about is you have married, the married um, tax bracket is much higher than an individual. So that's kind of a painful, increased taxes is a painful penalty to a widow if their spouse passes away. And then kind of circling back to that first thing I mentioned, Jen, in most families, one person is the primary person for the finances because it'd be silly for both people to be you know, doing everything all sure, at the same time. Right, it's, it, right. it's a, it really doesn't make any sense. But how do you make sure that that surviving spouse even knows what to do? And you know, we've had a lot of, unfortunately, over the years, we've had clients pass away and that's a very difficult time. And so uh, we're able to step in and, and help that surviving spouse you know, understand where the income is coming from, making sure they have enough um, and that they don't have to worry about running out of money. Right. And, and because that is such a big concern for so many people. And, you know, I'm glad that you brought up something like the, the legacy planning aspect of that, because so many times, Pat, people make assumptions there and they say, oh, this is only for the, the ultra wealthy. I don't have an estate. I don't mm. need and You know, they, they have those kinds of thoughts. But what do you say to that when people say, my family doesn't have that status. We don't need to think about the legacy plan. What, what do you say to that? That's so well said, Jen. It's easy for someone to say estate planning is for rich people. And a couple of thoughts I would have on that. One is our world has just gotten much more complicated. Um, if you think about it, during the 25 years that I've been a retirement planner, 25 years ago, it was very common for a married couple to each have a will, and it was maybe two pages long. <laughs> it was yeah. so simple. Right. And then that was it. That was the estate plan. Well, now, because of how complicated our lives have gotten, most attorneys will recommend each person have a will. Uh, they each need to have a power of attorney for their finances so that if you know if one person passes away, the other person can handle accounts. Each person needs to have a power of attorney for health care mm -hmm. uh, because you can sign off on getting the care you want. Each person needs to have a, a living will or a final directive for all of those decisions that weren't really things that anyone talked about 25 years ago. They may recommend a trust depending on your situation. So it gets complicated much faster these days. So you don't have to be wealthy to need an estate plan. And, you know, it's one of those things where you don't need millions of dollars to realize the fact that whatever it is that you have, you've worked your whole life for it. And so, you know, the main thing we want to do is figure out how do we help you protect it in the best way possible. And maybe that can be done in a fairly, you know, simple approach. But for a lot of the time, there's a lot to think about. You know, you have those legal documents, but then if you have any kind of nest egg at all, you've got your ownership and beneficiaries that you need to make sure all of those things fit together. So it really is just trying to create a cohesive plan so all those different parts are working together for you. Pat, walk us through the main components of that cohesive, that comprehensive plan. Walk us through what this looks like because so many times we have all the different pieces, but we don't necessarily have them together in an actual plan. And, and I think sometimes people are, are kind of missing that last piece that brings it all together. Yeah. So if someone actually ends up hiring us, Jen, we build for them what we call our custom-built retirement plan because it is individualized specifically for them. Each one of those plans is going to have five complete areas. The first three really, really go hand in hand. Uh, you have an income plan, so we know where all your income is coming from in retirement, and it's keeping up with you know the cost of living as things get more expensive. We have an investment plan, because for most of us, we need to generate some of our retirement income off of our nest egg. Uh, so that's designed to support that. And then we also have to have a tax plan because, of course, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And so we want to help you figure out how to get in the lowest possible tax bracket as possible, especially if those tax brackets are increasing during your retirement. And then the other two are going to be your health care and insurance plan, trying to do our best to minimize out-of-pocket costs. And then as we were just talking about your estate and your legacy plan, the bottom line is trying to protect your loved ones. So all five of those fit together. The first step to building a plan like that is a five-step retirement review. We offer that to listeners of the show at no cost and no obligation by calling 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, to get started, all you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert, Tim Hanbury. I wanted to discuss what's called a Medicare Advantage Medical Savings Account, or MSA. You may be familiar with plans called Health Savings Accounts, or HSAs at work. MSAs are similar but have some interesting differences. With an MSA, instead of contributing to the MSA, the insurance company puts money into your account. 
For example, one plan has a $5,000 deductible, but the insurance company puts $2,000 into the account at the beginning of each year. These plans will have aspects which are like supplemental plans. You can go to any provider that accepts Medicare in the United States. You don't have any network of providers. And you need to purchase a separate prescription plan as they don't cover prescriptions. But like Advantage plans, they have a zero-cost premium, and the insurance company handles all the claim payments, not Medicare. So if you're familiar with HSA plans, these plans will function in the same fashion. The difference is the insurance company is contributing monies into your account instead of you. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation. The team at Preservation Specialists wishes you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a happy and safe New Year. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and we have a really fun topic here in the last part of our show today. It is a bit of a sticker shock for all those gifts my true love gave to me, (laughs) starting with the partridge in a pear tree. So, Pat, we're going to get into the numbers of what Christmas costs today versus what it used to cost years ago, which I think will be a lot of fun to see what is happening with the lords a-leaping and ladies dancing (laughs) and, and all the things from the song. But before we do that, tell me, Any favorite memories of yours from holidays in the past, whether it was being a child yourself or as a parent seeing Christmas through your children's eyes, what's a favorite memory of yours? Oh, man. I mean, uh, favorite Christmas memories. I'm I'm old enough that that's... There's a lot. There's a lot of them competing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to go way back though. I'm thinking about when I was a kid. So I grew up in northern Indiana, near Notre Dame, very close to Michigan, and all of our extended family was in southeastern Indiana in kind of the farm country. So we would make the trek down there. Everyone else lived there, so we would go down there and we'd stay with my grandparents. And it was just like it was another world to me. Yeah. You know, I mean, they had all this land. My grandpa in retirement would like build ponds on his land for fun. Like that uh was his hobby. (laughs) And my dad was one of five. So there was a number of aunts and uncles and cousins. And it was just this incredible, like just, you know, my town was only 40,000. So it wasn't, we were the big city folk (laughs) around my family, you know, because I think (laughs) their town had one stoplight or something like that. Uh, But yeah, we would go visit one of the cousins house for dinner and we'd come back and we'd get out of the car and I'd look up and there's like a billion stars. And I was like, why are there so many stars down here? We don't have these at home, you know? And, and so just those little things of remembering my grandparents and my aunts and uncles and cousins and all that, all that like condensed time together. That's just, we would do that annually. That's my most fond memory. Right. And isn't it something so many times when we think back to those memories, it's never about the things. It's always about the people that we spent time with and and so many of those experiences. So um, just a, just one of those things to reflect on here. as we are well into the holiday season. And Pat, I do want to have a little fun. I promise this does relate to finance and financial planning and all of it. (laughs) But the Christmas price index, we've talked about this before. This is a kind of a fun way to learn about the economy. It adds up the gifts from the songs in the 12 of the 12 days of Christmas. And we compare what those things cost today to what they cost in the past. So Here's what's going on this year. The cost of birds and caring for them is driving a lot of the increase. The cost of turtle doves, French hens, and geese all went up by 20%. So the birds, yeah, 20%. Now, my daughter- (laughs) Over the last year, Jen? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Now, my daughter has a couple of little um, parakeets. And I remember having a parakeet when I was a kid, and we did not spend that much on them. They're like $50 now for these little bitty birds. It's really gone up a lot. I don't think parakeets wow. are in the song. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so if you're bird shopping, Pat, watch out for some sticker well, shock. And I guess I didn't think about how bird-centric the um, you know, 12 Days of so Christmas. You're saying that there's three of them, right? So well, that's 25% of the song is, is right. bird-related. Well, I yeah. think there's even more because... <laughs> Turtle oh, okay. doves, French hens, geese laying, then the swans, oh, and the yeah. partridge in a pear tree. So they're and calling birds, four calling birds, three French hens, two oh, turtle so it's doves. Like half. There's so many birds. Wow. Right. 
You're right. It's a very bird-centric song. What a strange <laughs> thing. Okay. Maybe maybe we should petition to change the name of it. Yeah. Just the, the, bird, the bird-centric days the of Christmas. The birds of Christmas. What a, what a weird <laughs> song. Who came up with this? Anyway, here's an interesting one, Pat. High fertilizer costs pushed up the cost of the pear tree. Mm. That went up by 28.4% oh, over the past goodness. year. So you think about, Pat, I mean, it's funny to talk about the partridge in a pear tree, but real farmers and real farms and orchards are dealing with things like this in real in real life, the higher fertilizer costs and things like that. Well, and, and you know, the cost of birds and caring for them, I'm going to be very bold and honest. That's not something that's in my day-to-day life you Probably know, conversation, not, no. I will say. But I've certainly read and heard about, you know, the fertilizer, you know, concerns and, and issues, right. especially globally. So that's not a surprise. But my goodness, 28% is, is yeah. truly incredible. Yeah, it really is. And wait, there's more. There's more increases. <laughs> Higher wages and labor costs for performers – means it also costs more to pay. The Lord's a-leaping and the drummer's drumming. Those costs went up by 14.5%. And there's a lot of performers in that song, too, because there's the ladies dancing and the maids milking. And I went to Swans a-swimming, but we've already talked about birds. Don't do that. (laughs) Lord's a-leaping, drummer's... Piper's piping. I was like, there's another one. So... and, and I don't know if I ever told you this, Jim, but I played the drums in school. So drummer's really? drumming is, yeah, you can't go without the drummer's drumming. You got to have little it. I mean, who else is going to play Little Drummer Boy? Yeah, right. my favorite my favorite Christmas song. That is yeah. a good one. I always like that mm-hmm. one, too. Um, and then the price for the five gold rings. My favorite rendition of this song, by the way, is the Muppets one when, when Miss Piggy <laughs> sings out five gold rings. Yes. So funny. Uh, uh, that went up by 39% over oh the 2021 goodness. Christmas price index. Wow. So those are the kinds of prices that we're talking about here. Again, or the price increases. Again, it's a lighthearted take on things, but talk about how this really reflects what's actually happening with our economy when you look at the price of gold and fertilizer and wages and, and all of these things. Yeah, I mean, it's really been... Um of course, since COVID, everything's been kind of crazy. And I think this is a great, you know, like you said, it's a lighthearted way of looking at it. But the bottom line is prices are going up. And yep. um, generally speaking, you're seeing it in just about everything. Uh, you just mentioned uh, the price of the gold rings. You know, there's certainly been a, a surge in prices for precious metals. And the thing that's interesting to me, Jen, is prices have gone up on products, goods, and things like that. But they've actually seen that prices for services have gone up even more. And I think, you know, it's interesting where you see day to day, you know, maybe not every day do you notice how expensive everything is. But for all of us, there's that moment when we see the cost for something and we kind of say, wait, that can't be right. (laughs) You know, but but it is. That's just the way it's gone. And that's the reality is, of course, it affects our wallets. It affects our retirement plans it affects us in so many ways because we all have to spend money on something you know every right. day and so that's why it's the equalizer that it affects all of us yeah and we do certainly notice when we are filling up our grocery cart we don't get to fill it up before we hit the hundred dollar mark on our groceries <laughs> anymore I mean I I certainly noticed that I didn't even host back at Thanksgiving I just brought a salad and a couple pies and I think I spent almost $85 just on on that stuff. I didn't even buy a turkey. (laughs) It's just just going up and up. Here's the bottom line, Pat. The total cost of the gifts of the 12 days of Christmas for 2022 is a record-breaking total of $45,523.27. Your true love (laughs) gives to you all the things in the song. They're spending $45,000 to do it. And Pat, when they first started calculating this back in the 80s, everything in the song cost $20,000. So more than doubled over the past 35-ish years or so. Talk about, again, it's all fun to talk about how how much all this stuff costs in the song, but this could really have an impact on our retirement because it happens in real life too. Yeah, and you know, when we're talking about inflation in retirement, this is one of those topics, Jen, that wasn't really important not that long ago. If you go back a couple of generations, people were retiring off of Social Security and a pension. A lot of times those had inflation adjustments to them. And the other thing is we just weren't living nearly as long. I mean, there was a time when people worked until 65 and then 
life expectancies were in the mid to late 70s. Right. So that was a pretty short time. And if you think about, let's say things are getting 3% more expensive over 10 years, it's a difference, but it's not a massive difference. Well, now, if you look at what, fast forward to what's happened, we're living way longer. The average married couple has a 50-50 chance of at least one person living past 92. And I always say, you don't want a 50-50 chance of making sure you don't run out of money. You want a lot better odds than that. So, right, right. so that's why, you know, kind of our baseline is to make sure people have money until they're 95 or 100 at least. But the other factor is we're, we're retiring earlier. The average retirement is at 62. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's by choice. Sometimes that's by, you know, being downsized. And sometimes it's for medical reasons. So there's a lot of reasons that can happen. But now just stop and think about the compounding increases in what things cost over 10 years versus 40 years. That is just a massive difference. And if yeah. you think about, you know, any of our listeners that are over, you know, say 50 years old, think about the difference of cost from 40 years ago. I mean, it's laughable. What did, what did a house cost? So 40 years ago, you know, we're talking early 80s. What did a house cost in the early 80s? What did a car cost? I mean, you look at those mm -hmm. numbers and it kind of, it shocks you. And so that's why we need to be thinking about this. That's why everyone should have an income plan in retirement and your planner should be factoring in your inflation to make sure that you're prepared right. for those kinds of things. Because if you're planning on saying, hey, I need you know, $5,000 a month to live on in retirement, and that's what I'm going to have literally exactly 5000 a month for the rest of my life. Well, you're giving yourself a pay cut every single year, and that's not going to be a, a happy situation for you. Nope. So I'm glad you brought up that whole idea of having a plan because I'm guessing for a lot of people, they would rather give their spouse and their family the gift of confidence in the future instead of the seven swans of swimming or <laughs> whatever from the song. So what do we do, Pat? Let's talk about how do we get started on helping create that comprehensive financial strategy for the future? Well, you came to the right place, Jen, because I have I know how to help create confidence in retirement. I have no idea how to get seven swans of swimming <laughs> as, as far as a gift. I'm guessing there'd be a lot of issues with, with I don't that. know if you can do that <laughs> on Amazon. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I mean the way you asked that question, Jen, it brings me back to why I started in this field in the beginning. I was a 22-year-old idiot, and I thought <laughs> I was going to be a number cruncher, and I thought I was going to give people smart ideas on a spreadsheet and pick smart investments and help people make more money. And those are all really good things, and our, all of our planners do all those things, but it took us a long time to realize, Jen, that's not really what we do. Mm -hmm. What we do is we give people confidence so they can retire. We give them the peace of mind so that they can actually enjoy their retirement and not worry and knowing that they have a plan, knowing they have a team backing them so they can actually go out and just live that day-to-day -day life and do the things that they want to be doing. And that's why we get up every day. It's why we love what we do. So how do we do that? Well, we create a custom-built retirement plan for anyone who hires us as their retirement planners. And the first step to that is what we call a five-step retirement review. That is a um, either in-person or Zoom or phone conversation with one of our retirement planners. And for listeners of our show, they are absolutely no cost and no obligation to take advantage of that. So if, you would, if you're interested in getting more confidence or having peace of mind as far as your ability to retire and your plan during retirement, call us now. Take advantage of that offer. The number is 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, that five-step retirement review, there's absolutely no cost and no obligation. And all you have to do to get started is call 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Thanks so much for joining us today. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Pat, and we'll talk to you then. Have a great week. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership 